you are at Founders FAQ, answers to all the possible questions of a founder. So first of all, I would spend a lot of time making sure the board member are the people you want to work with for the next 50 years or like 10 years, <laughs> a very long time. Because if you think about it, it's kind of like getting married with this board member, but you can't get rid of, you can't get a divorce. <laughs> you know, like if a marriage doesn't work, you can file divorce, but you can, you can never get rid of board. Like it's really, really hard to do that. So uh, first and foremost, make sure you like working with the board member, making sure, uh, you know, the board member are good and have, you know, uh, uh, you know exactly what, uh, what he or she is doing is specifically for this business working with you. Welcome to Founders FAQ. Today, my guest is Lam. Lam is founding managing partner at Basis Adventures, a venture capital firm that invests in early stage startups that are harnessing artificial intelligence. Lam built and led corporate development strategy team at Dropbox during most executive time. She previously managed teams at McKinsey in New York and Shanghai, advising Fortune 500 companies on issues including big data, AI, and growth strategy. Earlier in her career, Lan designed and developed brain training games as a founder and studied human brain functions for her PhD. Hey, Lan, welcome to Founders of EQ. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, I have a lot of questions for you, but my first question is, how do you assess the founder skills when, when you first uh, met the founder in very early meeting with the startup? Generally speaking, uh, we think the traditional wisdom of looking at founders, uh, you know, age or gender, uh, you know, which school they went to, uh, uh, you know, where they worked is, you know, it provides some signals, but it's relatively biased in the sense that you just don't get the psychological profile of a founder. So the actual important uh, attributes are things like, is a strong, is the founder strong execution? Is a strong, is the founder agile, right? Can they, uh, uh, do they have customer empathy? Therefore, uh, it will be faster for them to find uh, pro market fit. So those are both skills that are more important uh, for a founder than kind of the demographic variables where like the traditional wisdom in, in, in our words. So what we did is actually, um, this is, you know, also part of my uh, PhD research uh, from a long time ago, uh, kind of categorize founder into different segments. We think any kind of founder can be successful. You just got to get the right combo, right? So like we have founder type who's like humble operator. This is uh, a type who are very, very strong in execution, uh, you know, uh, humble in the sense that they can get kind of customer feedback and learn from it and get pro market fit. Another example would be what we call agile visionary. These are the founders who are really young, uh, multifaceted, uh, just learn very fast. They may not have any experience or you may not even finish school, but they just learn super fast and uh, you know understand exactly what to do. So those are, hopefully that gives you a sense of how we think about founder. Uh, the number one most important like uh, kind of uh, uh, psychological profile is like execution, really, really important. Uh, then agile thinking, learning, learning speed, 
keep learning fast. Um, obviously, customer empathy is very important. Otherwise, it's very hard for, uh, very hard to find product market fit. I get it. And do you think feeling the pain of the problem by by the founder is is important for you? You mean understanding the problem they're solving solving for? Uh, like understanding the problem, but most of the pain of the problem, like in the world, uh, as as a founder, they are living the pain of that specific problem that they are solving. And if if it's like that, how do you understand it? Yeah, I I think it definitely helps if a founder has uh, lived through a certain problem and understand and can feel what that is like. But I, I don't think it's necessary that founder has to live through the problem they're trying to solve because their founders, they just learn very fast. You know, they can uh, go talk to these customers and really figure out like what, like be very empathetic to them and build solution that work for them. Uh, I think the empathy and being able to learn from customers and build solution that works for them is more important than uh, actual experience of living through the problem. I get it. And while the startup is scaling, the founders made the price runs and after the price runs, partner comes to the board. And how should founder manage board meetings and leverage the board members effectively? Because after after that scale, you have a top-notch team and you, you need to leverage that team as well. What you recommend for founders in that sense? Yeah, managing the, managing the board. Um, yeah, so first of all, I would spend a lot of time making sure the board member are the people you want to work with for the next 50 years or like 10 years, <laughs> a very long time. Because if you think about it, It's kind of like getting married with this board member, but you can't get rid of, you can't get a divorce. <laughs> you know, like if a marriage doesn't work, you can file a divorce, but you can, you can never get rid of board. Like it's really, really hard to do that. So uh, first and foremost, make sure you like working with a board member, making sure, uh, you know, the board member are good and have, you know, uh, you know exactly what, uh, what he or she is doing is specifically for this business working with you. So that's that if you, once you pick the board member and we can talk about that, like in detail, how do, how do you pick and what are some of the things that are more important? Uh, managing more meetings should be relatively uh, straightforward. If you have your great people, you know, like the board dynamic dynamics is, uh, is, is decent. You shouldn't have to uh, <laughs> spend a lot of time trying to like, you know, syndicate with everyone, right? But like, I, I, I do understand why some founders might have a little bit of challenge managing board members. Like people have egos and uh, different personalities and you sometimes have to like sync up with each board member before the board, uh, board meeting just so like everyone will get on the same page. These are all kind of the tricks uh, uh, founders can have uh, and, and, and kind of uh, to, to get deals through, uh, to get like uh, items through. I think that the thing that's really important um, Uh, there, uh, you know, it's really to set up the right expectation with the board and be consistent with what you're delivering, what you're saying, right? So like ultimately, if you think about it, board wants you to perform. They want you to hit your target. Uh, they want you to do well as a company uh, and they want to add value. So that the, the adding value thing is more, more of an ego thing that we can manage that. Uh, if the company perform really, really well, then really, you know, you have, you call the shots, right? <laughs> you have lots of, um, uh, 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 You know, you, you can like decide if you continue to deliver over deliver, uh, you know, a company doing really well and then really <laughs> uh, there's not much like the board member can uh, can kind of like uh, they don't have to do very much. Like when things go wrong, that's when people kind of want to step in and really try to uh, try to help and try to manage things. And maybe sometimes they fire the CEO, those situations are a little bit harder. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that let's give like really high level sense of some of the things. I'm happy happy to talk more. Obviously, I get it. And while they're reaching out to you, like to VCs, uh, do do like personal like warm intros or crystal clear 
blurbs are okay for you because in the fundraising process, uh, they're reaching out to VCs. So what's the ideal way? Yeah, um, I think VCs are mostly cool with uh, cold. Some VCs are not, but like some are completely okay with uh, cold int- uh, cold emails. Cold int- I'm completely cool with, uh, you know, uh, cold email. Um, I obviously, if someone introduces a founder to me and ask my permission, I will have spent a little bit more time looking at this and understand whether this may or may not be a good fit. It's obviously better uh, and easier to uh, to assess and kind of talk to a founder. But code email works. I've gotten a lot of code emails and just make sure like there's art to writing code emails. If the email is like two pages long, no, most likely I'm not going to read it. It's just like, you know, and the, the thing with specific with, with me is people always spell my name wrong, uh, like all the time with cold email. I just, you know, I look at the first line, if you spell the name wrong, I just, you know, skip it right away. So make sure like <laughs> mistake, mistake, like sometimes you Mr. Mr. Lon, like, you know, spell the name wrong and like, here, you know, can we have 30 minutes? Right. And that's a lot to ask for. If you can't, don't even want to spend effort to copy and paste my name correctly, I wouldn't want to spend half an hour with you. So have the common courtesy of, uh, be straight, uh, be straight to, to the point and, uh, you know, kind of uh, really articulating what your business is, what your, uh, what you want from me, you know, like, uh, and keep it short. And that, that would be easy. If I have like, one paragraph, there are plenty of emails, one paragraph, I really articulate, here's my business, uh, you know, love your thesis, we're great fit, can we meet? And I take a phone call. And sometimes it actually uh, works great. And then, <laughs> and then we go from there. So, yeah, I mean, I think those are, those are the couple of things. Uh, the, the last thing I want to say is that, uh, you know, like if you, there, there, it's very, very clear if someone's fishing and send this email to like 50 people versus like they tailor towards uh, you specifically and they understand what you do. Because a lot of people send us coding about the thesis is just not even relevant, right? Read my website, uh, understand what we do, understand the stage we're in. If it's uh, relevant and, uh, you know, uh, uh, it feels compelling, we'll take a meeting. Actually, last week we took a meeting from a from code, code email and actually went great. Uh, we really like this uh, company. Um, anyways, yes, uh, spend time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, write a great cold email, reach out, love to hear from you. Uh, we invest in enterprise, uh, you know, seed stage, uh, Europe or not Europe, wherever, uh, geography doesn't matter. Uh, we uh, we like founders who are really strong in execution. We like founders who are agile. We like founders who learn really, really fast and have customer empathy. I get it. I get it. And on the fundraising, uh, other than the traction of the startup, what do you look for? Um, actually, I think traction is optional. Just given the stage we're investing, uh, we invest anywhere kind of between uh you know a person an idea or two people in an idea uh and uh you know like a, a ton of revenue so um sometimes the founders don't even have an idea we have a couple of cases where i got introduced to the founder they're fantastic we started talking and we started to uh bouncing ideas back and forth and you know half a year later the founder said oh we're gonna start a company uh this is like you know what we talked about uh it's actually a great idea that you know i'm gonna do it so uh, and we fund the company right so that also works you don't you don't have to have an idea sometimes it would be definitely faster if I have an idea and like kind of validate it uh, a, a, a little bit uh, and you know it's just much easier for us to evaluate so ultimately what we're looking for is um, is this a great market? Do we understand this market as the fund? We're pretty technical so like if you're working on dev tools working the um, uh, software that like we know these markets really well we can assess super quickly and two is your product and tech uh good enough that's a reflection of you being able to build a great product or a bit great uh a great tech right uh three like most importantly uh 
founder, uh, you know, are you a strong founder? As I, as I mentioned, we have, uh, we're looking for specific things. Are you a strong founder? I would say the third thing is, uh, you know, the most important, usually strong founders can figure out part market fit, even though you don't have any, uh, they don't even have a product, they don't even have any traction. If we believe you'll be able to figure it out, then we found them. So, I mean, those are kind of rule, rules of thumb. Obviously it will be easier if, uh, you know, as a founder, you already talk to like, you know, a lot of the potential customers, you know, exactly what they want, you know, exactly what they will say. Those are really good signs for us to say, okay, you're, you might be onto something, right? You know, even though you don't have any revenue, even though uh, you're still small, we'll still fund you. I get it. And my last question is where to start a company right now? Because after COVID, uh, it's all changing and uh, people living in SF and to, to Austin, LA or some other uh, cities. And what do you say about it for founders? What do you recommend to start your companies? And and how do you see this remote area is going in in next couple of years? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, I think we're seeing a lot of people moving away from the Bay Area and also depends on who you ask. You know, I'm still in San Francisco, uh, but a lot of people have moved away. Like if you talk to, there are some very vocal voices on Twitter of people moving to Miami or, uh, you know, Austin, Texas, Boulder, uh, all these different places. I think there's no doubt people are moving to different places during the pandemic and the the world is getting flatter and flatter. There's like no doubt that's happening. Um, That said, I think like a lot of people are still in in SF. Um, You know, like I'm actually seeing people moving into SF because the rent is now really cheap, <laughs> um, you know, like 40% off, right? A lot of founders are like, hey, that's actually a great place to be right now. So people are moving. Well, people are moving out, people are also moving. It's just like, you know, you can't, um, it's it's very far, hard for me to judge, uh, you know, how many like, uh, I mean, there, there's official stats, but like the quality of founder moving out, moving out, it's, it's very hard to tell. So for us as a VC firm, we just got to keep our eyes open. Uh, we need to look at founders in the barrier, in SF, in, uh, in, in Austin, in Florida, in, in Europe, being like, you know, wherever we just need to, we just need to keep our eyes open. Um, you know, like be re- very, very, uh, receptive of founder working from anywhere. We actually just funded a company in Australia <laughs> and another, uh, company in India, which is really interesting. Both, uh, are Delaware company, but actually based in completely, we did not expect that that's what we'll do, but we did it anyways. We, uh, we also have a company, uh, in Berlin, which we found in 2017. Right. So we're like, we were very, uh, we can't, a lot about uh, the founder, as mentioned, we care a lot about uh, the space they're in and whether uh, we'll be kind of best partner for them. If you're a company targeting US market, it really doesn't matter where you're based. You can be, <laughs> oh, well, we also found an, uh, another company in Texas this year. So it's all over the place in terms of uh, geolocation, but they're all working on something uh, we think are uh, super important, like, you know, either job tools or, you know, productivity, uh, you know, for knowledge workers for the US market. And that's, that's something we can be the most helpful uh, to these founders. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that helps. Like personally speaking, uh, I mean, I don't even get out of my house. I really can't, <laughs> even though I'm in San Francisco, it, it really, I, I could be anywhere now. <laughs> it, it doesn't really matter. Great. Well, uh, these are all my questions. Thank for joining Great. the founders of AQ. Great, yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. By the way, you can order Founders FAQ from the website. It covers the answers to all the possible questions of a founder in a startup journey, whether revealing life-saving principles for the startup survival path, building A-plus teams, creating an evolving machine, setting up a need culture, or interpreting the true path for the fundraising. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook.